What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. FAN, the fan. Good evening and welcome to Vikings Rewind on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. I'm Nordo from 9 to noon. Vikings Rewind is presented by Omni Viking Lakes. It's an awesome hotel. You can book your stay today. Just go to omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. And the Vikings are 1-4. and four. They lost to the Chiefs yesterday 27-20. to 20. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey gets into the end zone, the whole thing. And the Vikings now 1-4. and four. They are 0-3. In home games at U.S. Bank Stadium after the Chiefs and the Chiefs faithful came to town yesterday and brought the victory back down to Kansas City. You're going to hear from the head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Not only does he speak with Ben Lieber immediately or close to immediately after each game, win or lose the exclusive KFAN interview, but then typically on Mondays he speaks to the media. I'm going to play a heavy portion of his press conference from this afternoon as he was chatting about yesterday's game, 1-4 and four record, Justin Jefferson with the hamstring. You're going to get a lot of updates on that, or unfortunately, in some respects, a lack of updates. But you'll hear from the head coach around the corner. But for a 1-4 and four team, you'd see on the schedule, Chiefs coming to town. It's very possible that the defending Super Bowl champions could roll in here and beat the Vikings. I think the frustration, not only for the fan base, but for the coach, Kevin O'Connell, the players, is how some of these things are happening And yesterday, the game started, and that's where we'll rewind to the action. We'll kick it off. Vikings get the ball. And yesterday, this game started the same way that the last two consecutive games have started. A turnover. The Vikings begin first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. Offset eye left behind Kirk Cousins. Alexander Madison, the single set. Jefferson wide left. Cousins, great drop. Passing first play. Throws right flat. It's caught. Josh Oliver turns it up inside 30. To the 35. Ball came out. And we've lost our eighth fumble this year. First play of the game. And Josh Oliver fumbles. And it's recovered by the champion Chiefs in Vikings territory. Eighth loss fumble, 12th turnover of the year. The team is minus nine in the take-give ratio. So they're giving the ball away a lot, but they're not taking away from the opponents. It is also the third consecutive game the Vikings have turned the ball over on their opening possession against the Chargers. The ball was ripped from TJ Hawkinson's hand on the opening drive, entering the red zone last week against the Carolina Panthers. A 99-yard pick six on the opening drive that looked promising deep in the red zone trying to get points. And then yesterday, the first play of the game Josh Oliver coughs it up the other bad trend as part of these turnovers is that they are leading to points for the opponent so the Chiefs take over and they execute a 9 play 45 yard drive starting in Vikings territory and they take the lead Pacheco to the left of Mahomes who works out with the shotgun Creed Humphrey one of the best centers in the league snaps it to him hand off Pacheco flag on the play Isaiah goes to grinding at the goal stripe and touchdown Kansas City Chiefs 
For Isaiah Pacheco, that would be his third rushing touchdown this season. 7-0 Chiefs just five minutes into the game. And after this, Vikings offense back on the field. It became a field goal festival. The teams exchanged a total of three field goals, a couple for the Purple, one for Harrison Butker. And the Kansas City Chiefs, it was 10-6 early stages of the second quarter. But drives ending with field goals instead of touchdowns. That's part of the storyline for a team that is losing close in a lot of these games through five weeks of the season. And for a couple of reasons, well, first, uh, they were having trouble protecting Kirk Cousins. 11th play of a 50-yard possession, trailing by seven in the first quarter. It's first down for the Vikings. Cousins from under center. He's sacked immediately. It's Leo Chanel. Second year from Wisconsin. And the former Badger came in and ate up number eight for a loss of eight. And now it's second and 18. Kirk was under fire yesterday, sacked three times, hit 12 times in the game. So those numbers are adding up. But when they were protecting Kirk and Kirk got rid of the ball, sadly, a lot of our receivers just weren't catching it. Third down, C.J. Ham to the right of Kirk Cousins. Here comes a blitz up the middle. Cousins fires left. Incomplete off the hands of T.J. Hawkinson at the 11-yard line, and it would have been a first down. Indeed, it would have been, but that was many moments yesterday. Many pulling your hair out of your head type of moments in regard to dropped passes in various spots throughout the game. Uh, Vikings settle for a Greg Joseph field goal. As I mentioned earlier, it was 10-6 about midway through the second quarter in favor of the Chiefs after those Greg Joseph kicks. And the Vikings defense steps up. They force a three and out and then embark on a 12-play, 56-yard drive that is nearly stalled out, but a little magic on fourth down. Fake punt, direct snap, Ty Chandler runs to the right side, first down, across the 45 to the 40, inside the 35, first down on a fake punt. DePaula to Chandler, and it's a 14-yard run. Here we go. Keeping it going, got to get points here. Greg Joseph, let's just let's have him come out for the extra point. And it was Jordan Addison that found the end zone. Cousins puts Osborne in motion to the left, two receivers right. Addison slot right, JJ outside of him. Cousins fakes the handoff, throws to the end zone. have taken a first half lead on these champs. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Vikings held a lead in yesterday's game, up 13-10 with less than two minutes to go in the second quarter. Now, with as with many things in this season, a lot of the good times are very short-lived. As the Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, 10 plays, 53 yards, and at the buzzer, Harrison Butker kicks a field goal to tie it up. Now, third quarter, Chiefs get the ball, tie game, 13-13. 11 plays, 75 yards, but amidst that drive, Cam Bynum's got to have this pick. Third and 18 from their own 17. Mahomes with an empty backfield, facing a monster blitz. And he'll throw to the left side, and it's caught! Are you serious? Justin Watson at the 50, over a leaping Cam Bynum for a 33-yard hit that could have been intercepted. It could have been, should have been. The desperation toss-up and the opportunity there, Cam Bynum jumps too early. And it's a conversion, and it ends up Rasheed Rice gets the score. Justin Watson in motion to the left. Jarek McKinnon to the right of Patrick Mahomes on third and goal from the eight. Vikings rush five, pass over the middle, caught by Rasheed Rice. Touchdown, Kansas City. 
And uh, for Rice, that is his second touchdown this season. KC has reclaimed the lead. It's 19-13. So just like the first half, five minutes into the first quarter, Chiefs have a 7-0 lead. Five minutes into the third quarter, Chiefs reclaim a seven-point lead. It's 20-13, and third quarters have been a struggle for the Vikings offense in particular, whether it's just possessing. The the Chiefs had the ball for nearly 12 minutes or so of the third quarter yesterday, but scoring points in the third quarter, maybe part of that possession angle, is 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 also a problem for the for the Vikings in terms of keeping pace, extending a lead, closing out a deficit, and that was the issue yesterday. Five minute drive, you get the seven points. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're super excited. Vikings respond by going three and out. They had the ball for less than a minute, and then the Chiefs back on the ball offensively. Another long drive, eleven plays, seventy four yards, and nearly seven minutes of possession time. They find the end zone again, and along the way, weird stuff happening yesterday. The Chiefs were called for 10 penalties in the game, but some weird instances also went their way as the visitors and defending Super Bowl champions. On this next drive, nine minutes and change left in the third quarter. They get started. There's a Travis Kelsey pass. Josh Metellus yanks it out of his hand. Kevin O'Connell challenges it. Loses a timeout in the process. Weird, iffy play. He's on the ground. He's kind of bobbling it. Does he possess it? And the play stands as being a completed catch. But then on a fourth down near midfield, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, they're staying on the field. They're going for it. And he throws up a 50-50 ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And our guy gets tagged with the penalty. Mahomes under center. The center is Creed Humphrey. Upset eye right. He takes a handoff to tight end Blake Bell. He's hit as he throws to the right side and incomplete. They're going to get Harrison Smith for pass interference on Marquez Valdez-Scantling at the 15. And a few plays later, Travis Kelsey gets his touchdown. Second and goal from the four. Chiefs lead by seven deep in the third quarter. Mahomes with Pacheco by his side. He takes the Humphrey snap. Passes quickly to the right. Caught Travis Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City Chiefs. For Travis Kelsey, his third touchdown this season. It's a four-yard production. And Kansas City has taken a 26-13 lead. 27-13 after the Butker extra point. Two-touchdown lead for the Chiefs. And this is also a trend. The third quarter, lack of possession, lack of points, leads to chasing the scoreline, which leads to, ultimately, the Vikings offense waking up, finding some urgency. And they answer back here with about two and a half minutes left in the third. Now they're back on offense. 14 plays, 75 yards. And although Alexander Madison dropped a crucial, vital screen pass that was perfectly set up later in the game, he did that. On this one, he did not drop the pass, and he closed the gap. Empty backfield, make it three to the right, including Brandon Powell. Pass left, caught Alexander Madison into the end zone. Touchdown! What a great run by Alex after he caught it. It's a nine-yard touchdown, and it's 27-19 Casey. Greg Joseph does his thing. It's 27-20. That's the final score in this game. The Vikings would force a punt on the Chiefs' ensuing possession and then get the ball back. Ten plays, 56 yards. They end up turning it over on downs. And I'm sure you've done this via social media or just watching highlights and such. You watched how that drive did end the 4th and 12 at the Kansas City 24 Deep pass into the end zone for Jordan Addison. There is obvious holding or interference happening. A flag is thrown in and picking it up. 
And then a member of the Chiefs secondary actually takes his helmet off and starts arguing about the flag. And somehow that player is not flagged for removing his helmet. Ultimately, no flags. And the Chiefs take over. They would punt again. And here is the final play of the game. Kirk, Hail Mary. How did we not get this off? Here it is. Cousins, deep drop. Floats out to the left. Now he's sacked. And the game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs improve to 4-1. and one. The Minnesota Vikings drop to 1-4. and four. And that's how it ended. Another game where you're talking about a close Vikings loss, where a year ago you may be talking about a close Vikings victory. Another game featuring turnovers. Another game featuring field goals being kicked instead of touchdowns being scored. And Justin Jefferson leaving with that hamstring, certainly on the minds of many Vikings fans, as you want this team to improve to 2-4 and four as you face the Bears at Soldier Field next weekend. Hopefully some updates coming. Uh, you will hear next segment from the coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell. He addressed the media earlier this afternoon. He does mention Justin Jefferson. Unfortunately, as of now, just more treatment and uh, more steps in that process of, of getting a good timeline on J.J., but before I go to break, I do want to remind you this. Friday Feast, it's at Buffalo Wild Wings Champlain this week. Go to the Champlain B-Dubs this Friday from 9 to noon. The Friday Feast is always presented by Coors Light. You can enjoy food and drink specials and a chance to win Vikings tickets and more. You can go to vikings.com slash BWW for a full schedule and details. When we return, KOC, the presser from earlier today. It's Vikings Rewind, presented by Omni Viking Lakes on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings. Our daughter, Jessie, loves playing detective. A clue. But since we discovered she has sensitive skin, we've been playing detective, too. We thought the problem was our puppy. But it was actually our old detergent. Aha. Uh-huh. So we switched to Tide Free and Gentle. Tide cleans better than the leading competitive free detergent, and it doesn't leave behind irritating residues. Plus, Tide Free and Gentle has no dyes or perfumes, so it's gentle on her skin. Case closed. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Free and Gentle. KFAN. Welcome back to Vikings Rewind, presented by Omni Viking Lakes. But first, you can join Mike Mussman along with uh, ooh, Minnesota's own former Vikings QB Todd Bauman. They're at Vicks in Victoria. Tomorrow, and it's Vikings country, Tuesday, October 10th. That's tomorrow. Vicks and Victoria, Muss and Todd Bauman. It's presented by Miller Lite. Win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings.com slash Vikings country. For more info and a full schedule, Vikings Rewind. I'm Nordo, and you heard some highlights and lowlights from last segment. It's a one and four football team. And the head coach, he's down about it. And he was addressing the media earlier today. Let's listen to a portion of that. Disappointed uh, in, the, in the result yesterday, you know, taking on um, a really good football team. We were right there till the very end. And, and uh, still, um, we're all of the opinion that we did not play our, our best game yet. And uh, we're still chasing that. Um, great opportunity for our team this week, starting divisional play, first to six opportunities. Um, these road division games are very, very critical um, to the overall landscape of your season. They're still um, our season, our whole season, in my opinion, is still out in front of us with 12 games to go, including half of those being in the division. And um, Guys are back at work today, and we'll uh, continue uh, to chase improvement every single day and, and continue to try to hone in on the areas that we have to uh, improve, which are, are very obvious 
um, as of this point. Just giving you guys a little injury update. Justin's still going through the evaluation process um, on that hamstring strain. Um, I'll keep you guys posted on uh, you know what that timeline may look like and how his availability you know um, you know may be for this week or moving forward. Uh, Caleb Evans had a leg contusion. We'll see how he progresses. Hope to have him uh, throughout the week, and then Lewis. Um, should be back and, and uh, pretty close to a full workload and progress towards uh, joining us active on the game day roster again um, this week. Um, and then as far as Nick Mullins, um, we decided to hold him out and continue to evaluate um, his uh, low back injury. And uh, we'll be uh, kind of assessing that over the next couple days, uh, whether uh, we decide to make a roster move there or give him um, you know, based upon the timeline of what that looks like to get him healed and uh, see where see where that goes. Definitely, Justin, is he seeing people outside the building or is he just going through tests here? Um, I think there'll probably be a, a couple different opinions on it, but we got to get, um, you know, the MRI of it and take a look and find out exactly what it is, where it is, uh, you know, if there's any other factors that go into it and, and determine what the best decision for him to get him back to, you know, 100% as fast as possible. But uh, you know, uh, you know, he's he's down today. Uh, he obviously is one of the most you know ultra competitors I've ever met. Um, and and shoot, he was trying to go back in the game as it was yesterday. So uh, we're going to have to medically uh, make a good decision and 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 help. Uh, you know, kind of almost protect him from himself a little bit in a way where uh, we got to take care of him and get him back to 100%. So he wanted to go in the game yesterday? Uh, it, you know, it probably wasn't going to be possible, but he was trying to figure out a way. Well, so was it just that it was serious enough that it was not going to be able to function, or what was sort of the decision? Yeah, I think, they, I think Kevin, based upon, you know, strength and kind of the, um, kind of the initial diagnosis the best they can do with a soft tissue injury like that um, you know it was it was determined that we would rule him out when you have a guy that is that ultra competitive and you have to kind of protect him from himself yeah. how hard is that for you well I think uh, you know it's hard when when you're you know kind of a competitor yourself and you know that uh, you start asking yourself the question at what percent is uh, is having him out there uh, still give us you know the best possible chance to win, and that's not the way uh, to go about it with a player of that kind of uh, importance to our team, our organization, everything we everything we want to do. The, the goal now is to get him healthy as fast as possible and give him the great resources and treatment that uh, Tyler, Uriah, and, and our group offer. With him or with hamstrings in general, do you look at it as something where a player has to be 100% before they go back out there, or is, is there kind of a threshold where they could be not completely healed and still go play on? Yeah, I don't know that. I, I really that's a, that's a really good question, and I think it um, maybe a lot of times depends on what you know that player's job may be. Um, it, you know, a wide receiver running and, and the way he runs and the way he opens up and um, every single play seems like he's running full speed and exploding off the ball. Um, to be determined on all that, uh, but we're going to do what's best for Justin um, and make sure we give him, you know, the treatment and, and a plan that that uh, is a big picture uh, positive for him. Mitch, are, you, are you optimistic for this week? Have you been given reasons to be optimistic? Uh, I have not really been given, you know, reasons either way yet. Um, just kind of got done talking to the team a little bit ago. Those guys are in meetings now. I'll go get with uh, our medical staff and, and kind of work through kind of the next phases there. You mentioned areas of improvement in your opening statement. Just where does your mind begin when you 
consider those? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we still, I believe we have 12 giveaways now, uh, minus nine on the turnover differential, um, which is uh, saying something knowing we've lost to four teams that were in the playoffs last year, but our, you know, that minus 10 uh, point differential uh, tells you that you're a possession away in you know all these games and what is the what do one or two or three of these games look like with an opening drive touchdown against the chargers or an opening drive touchdown yesterday against the you know the defending world champs like teams that you can't give things to uh, we've got to stop giving away the football and uh, that's been emphasized and will continue to be emphasized and whatever we have to do uh, but there is nothing more important uh, than when a Minnesota Viking has the football in their hands right now in any phase. Um, and if we can get our hands on it defensively, the same thing goes for them as well. Um, I think it's just uh, that's got to be the starting point for us leaving the locker room on game day till the time we get back on the plane uh, to go home after our game this week is the mentality that there's nothing more important than that. Kevin, how do you, I mean, obviously don't want to fumble, but what do you make of just the inability to recover them? Is that just like the way the ball bounces? Do you, is there well, a skill involved there? No, I, well, I think one of the factors really, uh, you know, specifically talking about yesterday is that's off of an 18-yard gain, and there's only so many players down the field in that area. Um, TJ's against the Chargers was off of an eight-yard completion on a third and seven in the high red zone um, where we've kind of by design dispersed people around the field to try to make sure that we've got eligibles for Kirk in zone or man coverage. So I think that's part of it, but but yes, you would you know we're continuing to you know emphasize getting just like we do on defense, getting eleven purple hats to the ball. We want to see finish and strain out of everybody to have more you know population at the ball. You know not only to help you know Vikings picking up Vikings after a gain of seventeen or eighteen on the first play of the game, but um, to be there in the case of emergency. And uh, my hope is we don't you know we don't need to rely on that here too much moving forward, but. Um, you know, I was, a positive was we, you know, played the next 59 and a half minutes or so without putting the ball on the ground. Um, but it was a, you know, critical, critical play uh, to really start the game exactly how you don't want to start against that football team. Kevin, sure any loss bugs you, but how much does it bug you even more that you're losing all these home games? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, uh, you're exactly right. They all, they all hurt you, but playing at U.S. Bank Stadium is, uh, such a genuine opportunity for us to to have a home field advantage. Um, I, th I believe we have the best fans in the NFL. I believe our game day environment is second to none, uh, you know, both from what uh, our staff puts on there, but also what our fans bring. And uh, quite honestly, uh, that's one of the most disappointing parts about it is, is not uh, winning in that setting, um, knowing that, uh, you know, how important it is to us as a team to, to win football games at home. And, uh, you know, we're going to get some other opportunities this year and continue to work, whether we're on the road or at home, uh, to getting it done. That's Kevin O'Connell with the media earlier today. Vikings 0-3 at home. And U.S. Bank Stadium's awesome. Fans are amazing. Next up at home, San Francisco 49ers, one of the best in the league in prime time. So we'll see how that works. Don't have to worry about that yet, though. It's the Bears this Sunday, a nooner at Soldier Field. On the road, beat a division rival, go to two and four, and feel better about ourselves again. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm Nordo. This is Vikings Rewind presented by Omni Viking Lakes Hotel. OmniHotels.com slash Viking Lakes to book. Uh, thank you so much 
for listening to Vikings Rewind right here on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Have a great night. Our daughter, Jessie, loves playing detective. A clue. But since we discovered she has sensitive skin, we've been playing detective, too. We thought the problem was our puppy. But it was actually our old detergent. Aha. Uh-huh. So we switched to Tide Free and Gentle. Tide cleans better than the leading competitive free detergent, and it doesn't leave behind irritating residues. Plus, Tide Free and Gentle has no dyes or perfumes, so it's gentle on her skin. Case closed. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Free and Gentle.